tonight, I want to, it's going to be a little bit different, all right? Um, I, um, I don't know how many of you guys might have seen something that I posted. I know Tiffany already did. Something I posted on Facebook a couple days ago. Um, I, I want to really share something that I feel like the Holy Spirit's really been dealing with me on. And I have, I, I've already learned that it's not just me. And uh, so I want to talk about this. Uh, I want to talk about... I want to talk about something that we all hear a lot. And sometimes when we hear something a lot, we, we just give quick responses. And, uh, and that was something that I was dealing with. So I'm going to pray first before we get started, and then we'll go ahead and dive in. God, I just thank you again, Lord, for just this awesome family here, Father, and for what you're doing with each one of us, God, in our lives. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit, that you'll just open our ears and our hearts tonight. Let us receive what you have for us, Father. I pray, God, that you'll just anoint my lips and allow me to just be able to speak clearly to your people. Uh, let us just be just open and, and honest with each other, God, so we can just let you work in our lives and in the lives around us. I ask this in Jesus' name, and amen. All right, so for myself, I'm going to share a quick little story with you, and we're going to circle back around to it towards the end. But, you know, we were at Spirit Song, and as we're at Spirit Song, you know, I get to work with some of the artists, and I, I went back to one of the artists, and this is what happened. I walked back, and they're like, Brian, how are you doing? And I said, I'm good. And in reality, things weren't good. In reality, that's what, that's what was going on inside. Things weren't good. But that, my response was, it, everything's good. We're good. And the truth is, I, I feel that we all have seasons in our lives that things aren't good. And, but it's so easy to respond to that question. It's good. And, and I, that was something I was really struggling with because I, I was thinking, like, why do we say things are good if things aren't good? Now, let me clarify before we go into this. I'm not, I don't want anybody to feel condemned about this. I, I don't, I know, even myself, this is something I really felt like the Holy Spirit was dealing with me on. Like, why did you tell them you're good when things aren't good? And now, I'm, I'm, let me clarify, I'm not saying when somebody says, how are you doing? You're like, oh, let me tell you what's going on here. This, 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 you know, and my brother went to the zoo and left me to speak, and he's hanging out with the monkeys. No, it's, you know, I'm not talking about sort of start spilling all the beans, okay? I'm not talking about that. They don't, do they have beans at the zoo? They probably do. Nah, but um, I'm hungry, so I don't, we haven't decided where we're going to go to eat afterwards yet either. So I got beans on the mind. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if somebody asks you how you're doing, I'm, I'm not saying, hey, just start complaining about stuff. I'm saying it's all right to look at somebody and say, you know, honestly, I'm not doing that great. You don't have to tell them your whole life. So let's. I want to get that out of the way. So as I was thinking about this, I was asking myself, like, if I, if, is it good for me to respond with, I'm good when things really aren't? So I decided, hey, I need, I'd like to get some other people's input on this. So where do you go to get other people's input? All right. You go where? Yes, Facebook. You got it. <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> so that's what I went to. I went to Facebook. And there's, <laughs> there was a lot of responses. And actually, this is just... 
This is just some of them right here. Um, so I'm going to, and I, I eliminated all the duplicates, not that those people's didn't matter, but that there's, I didn't have that much paper. There was a lot of feedback on this. And I, I want to read some of these to us here, to everybody here. This is one of the responses. I asked the same thing. Why do we respond with, if someone asks us how we're doing, why do we say we're doing good? In reality, we're not doing good. And this is what people said. No one wants to hear your problems. Uh, people tend to stop saying they're hurt and woes because they think you just complain. And in churches, often think they're not close enough to the Lord or maybe not spiritual, spiritual enough as a Christian. Uh, another person said, I don't like to complain. And honestly, I'm not sure if some people really care or are just asking to make conversation. Another person says, I tell the good, I tell the good, bad, and ugly, and I think it annoys people. But I feel like I should be honest with how I'm feeling and not put out there that me or my family is perfect because we so are not. Another one writes, people generally ask, ask out of politeness instead of genuine, genuine interest. People don't really want to hear about others people, other people's problems. Another person says, in my opinion, people can be so judgmental, and sometimes it can be hard for someone to open up because you wonder, well, if I tell someone how I'm really doing, will they hold it against me or place judgment or maybe never talk to me again? I also feel in our society no one has time anymore to really listen to you. Another one says, if things are truly not good, I'll say, hang in there, and honestly, been better, or I'm hanging in there, or honestly, been better, and then I'm in awe of how many times people blow off their response. Even though they asked, how are you, they don't care enough to know. So weird. Here's another person who wrote, I used to attend a church. I was told to start opening up more. I did. I started saying I wasn't fine, and then I was asked, when I was asked, and some people of the church were genuinely concerned and cared and tried to help. Others turned their backs on me because they thought I might be a bad influence. It broke my heart and my soul. Another person writes, don't want to burden them. I don't want to burden them with my problems. They asked to be polite. They could really care less. I don't want to be known as a person who is always complaining about something. So these are responses from people on Facebook. And here's the, here's the crazy thing. A lot of these responses are from people that I know are Christians, too. There's a couple more here. It says, I know some have it worse than I do, and I don't want to bother anyone with my problems. I don't think most people really care, and you know who does and who doesn't. Plus, you don't want to be complaining all the time. People, another person says, people are afraid to talk about the hard subjects. I also believe they are afraid of rejection. If you th say things are going hard and that person doesn't care, that can, be hurt, that can be hurtful. And one more I'm going to read. It says, most people don't really care if, anything, if everything is good or not. It's a greeting and they don't want to know your problems when they have their own. Okay, so that's what I want to I talk about this night. And I, I, this, 
And I put that on our Facebook because I really wanted to know what do people think when, when, when you think about this? Because uh, my thought is, by not answering the simple question of how you are, if we're not answering that truthfully, are we painting a false picture of what a Christian life is like? How many of you here have Facebook accounts? All right, almost, I think that might be everybody. How about Instagram accounts? Okay, we've got those all over, yeah. Okay, so when you look at these accounts, we, we, we look at all the good things happening in people's lives. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody post something, you know, that maybe, you know, they're struggling with. But we, we live a life, and Tom's talked about this before, we live a life full of filters. That's the life that, we're, that we live in today. And that's where I was really thinking here, like, okay, if, if, if we're really honestly just always give the answer, I'm good, because we think people are going to think we're complaining. They're going to think something's weird with me or I'm not close with God, so I'm just going to say it's good because they really don't care. Then we're, aren't we painting a false picture of what it's like to live a Christian life, because we're kind of painting a picture of it's all good, it's all good. Um, there's a scripture we're going to turn to, First Peter chapter five, and I think this is a great topic for us too because we're a real church, right? I mean, that's, it's in our name, right? Real church. We should be real, right? Church. We should be real. And again, I'm not saying, hey, if somebody asks you just to start just pouring out your whole life. I mean, obviously there's people that you're going to come across in your life that you feel I can trust them to really pour out my heart to and ask them to pray for me. But there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, honestly, things aren't going that great. So in 1 Peter, it says, and Tom wrote, Tom read this. I think it might have been the last service. And I, I wrote this down because I was like, man, this is so important. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. I can't read it over there, so I'm going to read it here. It says, it says, stay alert. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I think that's important things to remember. Right here, when, when we read this a couple weeks ago, it just really stood out to me the stay alert. We have to stay alert. And as I'm going through and I'm just processing all this stuff, you know, when this happened at Spirit Song, I'm like, God, there's, there's something else going on here. And because I felt it in my spirit, like, God, what? I, I'll go ahead and share a little bit. Like, so after they asked me that, they said, how are you doing, Brian? I'm like, I'm good. So we talked a little bit more, and then they, they got closer, and they said, how are you how are you doing, really? And I'm like, all right. That doesn't happen, people, unless God's trying to show you something. And it's, again, it's like even with artists, we look at people on Instagram and stuff, and we think they got their whole life together, right? They've got everything together. Man, I wish I could just be closer to God like these people are. And I opened up, and I said, you know, to be honest with you, you know, things aren't great. There's some things that we're just, me and my family's really just praying about, trying to, like, some things that could really affect our family, and we're just praying about, like, God, what do you want us to do with this? 
I was like, and we just really noticed that we've just been caught up in so much busyness and stuff going on. And we're like, God, where does our priorities, are we focused on our right priorities in our life? And when I just shared just that little bit with them, because I, I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, you're wanting to show me something here. And this is what everything, everything we're going to talk about tonight is what I feel, I believe the Holy Spirit wanted to show me. And after I shared that, they looked at me and they said, wow, you know, honestly, we've been going through the same stuff right now. Like, the Lord's been showing us similar things. Like, we've really realized we're, we're pulling back on some of our, our tours because we really want to be closer to our family. Our priorities have been way out of whack. And I'm like, wow, seriously? Wow, this is crazy. Like, I would look at these people and think they got it all together. They're walking closer to God than anybody. But it took me opening up and saying, that, you know, honestly, things aren't good for them them to open up to me. So I, I'm putting that together. I'm like, all right, God, there's something going on here. So when Tom, when we read this scripture a couple weeks ago, when it points out and says, stay alert, you know, that the enemy's walking around, like he's prowling around like a roaring lion, looking to someone he can devour. I like the last, the last part of this says, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. But the thing is, is if we are not honest with people, if we are always just saying everything's good and we're not honest to say, you know, things aren't good, how do we ever connect with people, with other believers or people that aren't even believers? How do we ever connect with them if we don't just say, you know, things aren't good? I mean, could you pray with me? We never reach that point. So I'm going to read a couple other questions, a couple other responses on here. This is a couple uh, other responses on Facebook from that same question. I'm going to read that. Now let me let me also say that afterwards, I, I let this post go for a while, and then I wrote again, and I said, "All right, so for all you people, because the two top, the two top, and I'm probably getting way out of my notes order here, guys. So I'm sorry." And they're shaking their head like, "Yes," but that happens. So <laughs> the. Uh, all right, let me just pull back. I'm not going to get out of order on you, okay? I'm going to try to fix it here. The, uh, or rewind. I don't know if that's what it sounds like, but. <laughs> All right, so let me just go ahead and show you this. Share this with you. I have two, there's two people that posted to that comment, that, that post. Here's what their comments were. To that question, why do we say good when things aren't really good? This person wrote, fear of looking like a failure or that I don't have everything together like everyone else. It's scary when it feels like everyone around you has it all together. Their marriages are perfect. Their kids are perfect. Their finances are perfect. When the reality is so far from that. Some days you are barely making ends meet. You want to lock your kids in a closet. How many, has anybody here? Okay, don't raise your hand. <laughs> have you ever locked your kids in a closet? No, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I look down, so I can't, I don't, I can't report anybody for that. Uh, you feel distant from your spouse and God. The church needs to talk more about these things. And I agree with that. I think we do need to talk more about these things. Another person writes, that, I love this, because this person was, they, they shared the same things. Like, they struggled. They thought people would just come, you know, you're just complaining. And I took this piece out, because at the very end they wrote, I've learned to be honest about how I'm doing. My tough days and vulnerability can be a gift to others feeling the same way. But you never get there 
until you start trusting God with, you know what, I'm just going to be honest. You know, I, I, I even thought about it, you know, I'm like, if we say we're not good, I mean, if we say we're good, but we're really not, aren't we lying? Aren't we lying to them? Again, we don't have to say all the, we don't have to put all our dirty laundry out there. We don't have to tell them everything that's going on, but we're supposed to be real with people. I wonder, like, I mean, if we look at the stories of Jesus, how many people were real with Jesus? So we're supposed to be Christ-like. So, the, again, being honest doesn't mean you have to be share all the details. If we, if we all face, I don't know how I put that up, but let's see if it, I think it's got, yeah, they got it right here. We all face problems, but we cannot let the problems have us. I think that's a good thing to remember. And I've been very, very guilty of doing the total opposite. Yes, let's face it, we all have problems. It is life. Life is not always good. And, and I have, you know, there are comments, and I love everybody that responded. I, I, every comment, I absolutely love. And, and I thank everybody for being honest with me about it and putting themselves out there. And I, for myself, years ago, I would, I would respond things with things, and we had a couple people that, you know, responded with it too. And I don't think there's anything, not saying anything wrong about this, but it did hurt my heart too because as Christians, we can be really super Christian-y around people and say, well, things are good because I know God is good. Okay, that is, God is good. I totally agree with that. But still, things in your life sometimes aren't going to be good. But it gives us an opportunity to share with people and say, you know, my li- you know, things aren't good right now, but I know I'm not alone in this. You don't have to end it there. We don't have to always say, oh, things are good because God is good. All right, well, sometimes things suck, man. Sometimes things are not good. But God's still good. We can, God can take messes and make beautiful things out of it. So we have to, we have to let the world know that as well. It's so important. Because, again, we'll paint a wrong picture of what a Christian life is like. Because if somebody doesn't know God or they just come become a new Christian, the first thing that's going to happen is the enemy is going to try to get them to turn away from God. And if they go into a Christian life thinking, you know what, I gave my life to God, everything's going to be good now because God is good. And then things aren't good, and they're like, what the heck is this about? I thought everything's supposed to be good, God is good, why am I going through this? But we've, we've painted this false vision of what it's like to be a Christian. 1 Thessalonians says, now 1 Thessalonians, I'm going to read this in chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. This is a great thing for us to remember. It says here to always be joyful. Always. I mean, I'm pointing out these scriptures because I want us to know, like, yes, we should always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I love that. Always be joyful. Yes, guess what? When things aren't going good, we can still be joyful. It doesn't, when things aren't going good, doesn't give us permission to have a bad attitude and be a jerk to people. We still have to be joyful. And be, I love this because it says, be thankful in all circumstances. It doesn't say, hey, you know what? You're going to be joyful all the, th- all the time because all your circumstances, everything's going to be all good, always. It's just all good, all the time. 
No, there's an S, circumstances. That means things are not always going to be good. But be thankful for those times too. Now, here's the thing is that us, you know, us that are Christians, that are walking close to God, and we have that relationship, we know that even in bad times, God's going to do good with that because we know that. We know God. We know his, who he is. But people that don't, they don't, they don't know that. They don't know God that way. They don't know God at all. So we don't want to give them a false idea. Actually, Matthew chapter 5 says this. It says, I think I put this up on a thing, about it rains on the just. Yes, there it is. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Now, I think this is very important for us to, to remember because I do, like some of the top things, let's see if I got that on here. Okay, yeah, I think I skipped it. So I'm going to say this. You can leave it on this slide, Chris. Those Facebook posts that I was reading, I noticed that two things were the top, just repetitive. Kept, people kept posting a lot over and over. And what it was was people, I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want people to think I just complain about everything. I want to be positive. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like being truthful isn't complaining. I mean, you can go from two different uh, what do you call that, babe? Per, two, uh, two extremes. There you go. Thanks, babe, number two. <laughs> uh, two extremes. All right? We can go and tell people that we're not doing good, or we can go and say we're not doing good, and we can just start just, you know, gossiping, complaining. You can start complaining, but that's not what I'm saying. But if we're afraid that that's what people are going to do, then we just say it's good. Then we're, what are we doing? We're not, we're not being honest there. The other thing that, that people said a lot was, let me see here. I'll put it up here. I think I put a mother note thing. Yes. People don't really care. That was breaking my heart because I'm like, how do we know people don't really care? Wow, that changed up there. That's pretty good. How do we know people don't really care if we don't? Just tell them that things aren't good. And, you know, I thought about that. And, and again, I'm not, I don't want anybody to think that I'm, like, ripping apart what they're saying. I, I, feel, I feel the same way. I've, I have felt the same way. Again, I really honestly feel that the Holy Spirit was showing me this because I think we needed to talk about this. I have felt the same way. When I, when I was even talking to those artists, that, I felt the same way. They don't care. They don't really want to hear. And my wife will tell you, after I said something to them, they listened for quite a long time. They didn't try to interrupt and talk. And then afterwards, I got to hear that they're going through struggles too. So we both said that we're going to pray for each other. I'm like, that is awesome. But we never would have got there if I would have thought, they don't really care, so I'm just going to say, it's all good. But you know what? Let me be honest with you. People are, there are people out there that don't care. And I thought to myself, you know, I guess... If I assume that people don't care, so I just don't say anything, that leaves me in a lonely place. Is it worth putting myself out there and saying, you know, things aren't good, but I, you know, I know God's with me, and I know he's going to make it good. 
and then see how they respond. And you know what? If they just walk away and don't say anything, and I'm like, well, they didn't really care. Should I really care that they didn't care? It's kind of nice to know the people that don't care. <laughs> but then it, you get an opportunity. Maybe there's an opportunity where they actually do care or they share just like they shared with me that they're going through stuff. But we never get there if we don't get past the I don't care. So that was really tough for me to read that. Um, and then I also asked, I asked a follow-up question. I said, all right, for everybody that answered that said that, that they don't want to share the truth, they don't want to just say I'm not doing good because they feel people are going to look at them like a complainer or they feel that people just don't care. How many of you feel alone a lot? And I think almost everybody said, I, I do, I feel alone. I feel alone. And that made me just really like thinking like, God, what the heck are you wanting me to see here? What do you want me to see here? Like what, if we're not willing to share with people, I, I, here's what, this is what I saw. I saw us as Christians walk around with masks on. And we've heard this before. We all got masks on, right? We come into church, hey, high five, we're doing great. I mean, you guys gave high fives because I told you to. All right, everybody stand up. Yeah, really. Everybody stand up. No, I'm just joking. No, I'm just saying, I can tell you to do anything and you guys will do it. It's, it's great. No. <laughs> but they didn't. They're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Simon says. I didn't say Simon says. That's what Jody. Yeah, you got it, Jody. No, but really, if, if we, um, now I totally threw my whole self, got my whole self lost in that. No, if we feel alone, I, I saw us as with mask on, and I've been there. I still do it today, and I, and I feel like the Holy Spirit's teaching me, you've got to stop walking around with that mask on. Because here's what happens. We come into church, or we go out in the world, and we have this mask on. Or we go on, like, you know, Instagram, all that stuff, Facebook. We post all our highlights. Now, l- let me please say, don't go on Facebook and post all your big problems, and just don't do that either. It's, that, look, let me be honest with you. Very rarely do people really build big, like, deep relationships on Facebook. It's a social media platform. I'm in it all day long at work. Don't post your life on there. Just, you know, use it to connect to people. That's great. But don't don't just pour out your dirty laundry on Facebook either because it's not going to end well. You're just not going to like it either because a lot of those people don't care. <laughs> but I noticed that, you know, if we walk around in our life with these masks on and then we we can come and I can tell Quentin that, you know, everything's good, man. Everything's good. And then I, I leave and I walk away and I go back home and guess what? He saw the mask, but I know what's underneath that mask. I know what's really going on inside here. So I go home and I sit at home and I think, God, I just, why am, why am I going through this? I feel all alone. But I do believe, just like with with those guys that I got talked to, that if we're willing to be vulnerable and be transparent with each other, I feel that I believe God is sending people in our lives and sending us to people who don't know him. He's sending us to these people to connect with us so we can be transparent for God can work. So we can see God work in people's lives all around us. 
But if we just walk around and try to play this perfect life, like everything's good, everything's just superb, that's the right word. I, I put that out there. It's pretty good. That's a big word for me. Uh, <laughs> if we put it out there like that, people, we, we still have to live with the person inside, and we're going to feel alone. But we, dis- we choose to do that because we think people don't care. There are people that care. There really are. So here's what I, I want to ask you this. Uh, what if we decided to be more real in our response to that everyday question, how are you? Could that transparency and truth become an open door to someone? That's what I want you to think about. Now, I know that, I know that again, the responses, and I've been there, totally been there. And I'm not saying, hey, always like, <laughs> someone said this, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass them. Someone said this, yeah, you got me thinking about that question all the time because I heard it out there in the hallway. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with saying you're good too. But if you know and you, if you feel it and you're like, I'm not doing good, just be honest. Just say that. But you can always say, I, but I know. I know God's going to, God's got me in his hands. I know he's going to take care of this. So what if we decided to actually be transparent and say the truth? If you're not good, tell that person. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing great. Could it be an open door to someone who doesn't know God and the goodness that he has for them? That's what I, really, that's what I feel like the Holy Spirit was really wanting me to see. If you're honest with somebody, that can be an open door. That can be an open door to actually, to bless you. I feel like everybody's going to be judging me if I'm up here not saying bless you when you're sneezing right by the camera. Huh? <laughs> That's my wife sneezing, so. <laughs> so it's all right. I didn't say it to a random stranger. That would have looked really bad. <laughs> That's not bad? All right. No, I mean, if I called you out like that on the video camera. Uh, so, okay, let me ask you this. What if, what if the everyday question we feel people ask out of routine could become an everyday opportunity to share Jesus? I don't, I mean, I know, I don't know how many of all, everybody in here that's saved, that's given their life to God. But if you have, I know one of the things that I went through life thinking was, God, I want to be used by you. God, I want you to use me. God, show me what you want me to do for you. When we think of these big pictures, I'm going, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And, but then these little tiny things like this. I mean, I know a lot of people, like, we, we look at it as like, it's just, a, it's just a conversation piece. Everybody always says, like, how are you doing? I'm doing good. But what if, if, that, if people ask you that all the time, if we get asked that all the time, that's an opportunity we can have every day to maybe tell somebody about Jesus. And we can share Jesus with people who's hurting, who's feeling alone, who feels unloved, who just feels they have no hope. Can you put that scripture back up there again with 1 Peter? 
chapter 5. That's where that part in this verse, stay alert, really stood out to me. When I'm thinking about all this, I'm like, okay, we can look at these these situations and say, well, I don't really share that things aren't good because people will think I'm complaining. People will think that, I'm, you know, or they'll judge me or they'll think I'm a weirdo or think I'm far from God. We can think of it that way. But if we think about what the devil is good at, the devil is good at trying to keep us keep our mouth shut. And he does that by saying, do you know what people are going to think about you? Do you know people are think that you're a weirdo? Do you know people, are, they don't really care what you're going through. They don't really want to hear it. Those thoughts come from the enemy himself. Because as soon as you put something out there, as soon as, you, if you responded with, you know, things aren't going good, but, you know, I know, imagine if you're talking to an unbeliever, okay? Or maybe someone that is a believer that's just having a hard time and they're just bearing it and just dealing through life themselves. They're really trying to take it on all themselves. He wants us, the enemy wants us to feel alone in this entire situation. Whatever we're going through, when life's not good, he wants us to feel alone. But that verse tells us, that verse at the end of it tells us that all believers everywhere are going through the same suffering. There's people all over the world that's going through the same stuff we are. But, you know, we got to stay alert. We have to stay alert to the tricks of the enemy himself. That's what I saw when I read that. We have to stay alert of his, his approaches, his approach. His first thing is to get us to think, this is what people are going to think of me. But, you know, further on in the Bible, in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, deny yourself. Right? If we're going to follow Jesus, he says, deny ourselves. So when our thoughts go to, well, this is what people are going to think of me, we're not really denying ourselves there, are we? We're not. Or in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it says this. It says, when we are weak, he is strong, right? But if we never put ourselves out there being weak, Aren't we preventing God from being strong in our story, in our life, in the person who's standing right beside us saying, hey, how are you doing? We have an opportunity there. It could be an opportunity to someone to be able to open up to us. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to read a couple other things because I, I, I think this is what the enemy doesn't want us to realize. And we're going to get ready to come to a closing here in just a second. I hope this wasn't... I hope nobody took this harsh. I do really feel this is something that the Holy Spirit's been teaching me. And I, I really believe that God wants to, you know, our big thing is we, we love having opportunities to evangelize the people. We love it. We love being able to sit down with somebody and people open up at a restaurant or, you know, at a festival, wherever it may be, and then we can have an opportunity to share God with somebody. But if everything's always good in our lives, I don't think people ever can relate with us or we can't relate with them. Because what happens is, what I've done is I've went to people and be like, how are you doing? And they're like, I'm good. 
And then I'm like, oh. And they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because then it's like, I'm not going to say anything. But if I have a friend that is honest with me and says, you know, I'm not really doing that good. And I'm like, okay, let me tell you a story. This is a, I didn't expect to share this, but it's, this happened in a men's, a men's group that we had, geez, probably six years ago. And there was one night we all came together. We would come together once a week, and we would just sit down, and we'd have some snacks. We'd just, as a guy's house, we'd sit there, and we'd read, read the Word together. And we came together at night, and as we are reading the Word, we all just, something was off. And we are all just sitting there, and then one of us said, you know, and there was about, about 10, 12 of us guys there. And it, one of us said, you know, guys, i got to be honest with you. I've been really struggling lately. I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I've been messing up as a dad and as a husband, and I'm just really struggling with that. And I feel like God doesn't want anything to do with me. That was shared. And then all of a sudden, right after that, the guy next to him says, you know what? I've been feeling the same thing. Then the other guy. It went around. Every single guy there said that they were dealing with the same thing. So what ended up happening that night was we stopped reading, and we prayed for, I know it was over 40 minutes. We just prayed and just poured our hearts out to God. Because what we realized is that every one of us was brought together in this one place. And the enemy was attacking us all in the exact same area. And we realized this was a spirit that was attacking us. But we knew we had the power of God. So we, went, we took it to God right then, all of us together. And we just prayed, and we just prayed, and we just prayed. And we poured our hearts out, and we got up, and we every single one of us felt just like a totally different person. Like so much weight had been taken off of our shoulders. But it took us being vulnerable and saying things aren't good. I share that because I want to read a couple more verses to you as we get ready to close. I think the trick that the enemy wants, does not want us to know is that there's power in numbers. He wants to keep us alone. He wants us to be doing it all by, our, by ourselves. Nobody's going to understand. It's just you. You're the only one going through this. They're not going to understand. They're going to think you're a weird Christian. You know, but there's power in numbers. Let me read some scriptures here for you. From Ecclesiastes, I'm going to read. And then we're going to wrap it up. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 9 through 12 here. This is what it says. It says, two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I think that's important. I'm going to read it again. Someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Remember that. If you've ever felt alone, and you're going through stuff, and you feel alone, and we have people that come up to us and ask us, again, it could just be a welcoming, hey, how are you doing? But can it be more? Can it be more? We don't know unless we open up and say the truth. And just say, things aren't good. You don't know who God is putting in your life that's going through the same, same struggle that now you can lock arms with and say, you know what? 
we can go through this together. We know that God's with us. Or maybe it's someone that doesn't even know God. Man, that just blows my mind to think that someone, there's people in this, in our lives, in our community here that are going through the same struggles we are that don't have any hope because they don't know God. And this could be such an opportunity for us. It says, likewise, no, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. I highlighted some of those words in there so you guys could, you know, just really see that. Two are better than one. They can help each other. Someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. These these are the things that the devil does not want us to know. He does not want us to know this because there's power in the numbers. If he can keep us alone, the only thing he can, if we're alone, we're going to keep letting just his, we're just going to keep hearing that voice over and over, over and over. And we're going to listen to those lies. But you've got to find someone you can lock arms with. Another verse that I'm going to read is in Hebrews chapter 10. And then this, after this verse, Chris, we'll, we're going to wrap it up. This is for us. This verse is for us here, specifically. I think that when we come together as a body, this is the number one place we should be able to be real with each other. Again, it's in the name, right? It's, it's real church. We're real people here. We all have real problems. We all face real struggles. This is the one place we should be able to come and be say, hey, you know what? I'm not doing good. And for myself, I've learned, I've even learned this. I've, I've gotten through points where I've thought, okay, I've been honest, and then people have been honest with me, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pray for you. And they're like, all right, awesome. I'm like, all right, cool, and we walk away. And then I've learned, like, and I still do that at times, and I try to remember, like, no, you know what? Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Because what's going to happen is how many of you live a busy life? How many of you guys' schedules are crazy busy? You got so much stuff going on. Oh, there's no, nobody in here. Nobody. Man. Okay, we got one. All right, two, three. All right. Uh, so I got a Ford. I got a five. I feel like an auction person up here. No, I know that we live in busy lives. I know we do. Uh, and it is one of the things that, one of the things me and my wife's been talking about. What are our priorities? What's important? What's the things that God's given us that's important? Not the things that the world says is important. And this is the one place we should definitely be able to come and be real with each other and pray for each other. We should be able to come to this altar and be able to just to cry out to God and 
Not, I mean, if you're sitting in the pews and you're thinking, I'm not going to go and pray because someone's going to think, what's wrong with them? What did they do? I just asked them at the door if they were good, and they said yes. No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that, all right? They're not. This is the place. This should be a safe place. And this is why I, I, I wanted to read this scripture. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, this is to us. This is to us, God's people. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together. This is our meeting. Don't neglect our meetings together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Especially now that the days of his return is drawing near. We, every day, you know, I know some people say, you know, I've been hearing that since I'm a little kid. The day is coming. The day is coming. You know what? Every day is getting closer to that day. It's the fact about it. We don't know when it's going to happen. And let me let me tell you. Me and my my son, we went to. He wanted to take pictures of a car, so he's like, "Hey, let's go down to Stone Lake and take some pictures." I'm like, "All right." So we get down there, and and, I, and I'm I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know there's there's two different ways to be able just to to reach people. You can find natural ways just to be able to just to be real with people. And I think that this, when this came, I'm like, God, wow, this simple question can be a, such a great open door for us just to share about you. So we go down to the Stone Lick, and we get out there, and Ashton, you know, and my, my little nephew, we're out there, and we're just taking pictures. You know, it's like sun's going down. They're having a blast. You know, they're using their phones and taking these pictures. They got, they like working that, those editing apps on there. So he's showing me all that. Well, there's a, there's a person all the way on the other side of this empty parking lot with a dog, and they're just walking and walking and walking. I'm like, man, these people are walking right towards us. That person's walking right towards us. All right, cool. So they come up, and they get right by my car. I'm right there with my son and my, my nephew, and the person goes, hey, are you a Christian? No, they said, are you saved? Are you saved? I'm like, actually, yes, I am saved. All right, I'll just let, I'm, do, I'm just making sure because the, the time's coming soon. I'm like, yep, you're right. It is coming soon. Like, well, I mean, just make sure, you know, are you saved? I'm like, I'm saved. I mean, yeah, I'm good. I mean, all right. <laughs> and, then, and, you know, then they walk and they start walking. Like, all right, just want to make sure because, you know, cause there's going to be people that's going to burn and go to hell. I'm like, yeah, I know. And she's like, actually, I can tell you the date. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh boy, here we go, you know. And my and my son and my nephew's right there, and he's like, yeah, it's actually next Tuesday. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah. And, I, and they walked away, and just making sure. I'm like, all right. So they're like, their kids are looking at me like, what the heck? And I'm like, let me tell you something. There's no way it's gonna be Tuesday next week now because she just said that. And Bible says nobody knows the day or time. So as soon as somebody says that, you can say, okay, Tuesday we're good. But you know, <laughs> my point to them was, look, here's the thing. There, that would have never have gotten me saved because there was no relationship there. There was no connection. There was no realness. It was just, you better make sure. And I'm sitting there thinking, I've got a star 93.3 sticker on the back of my window. You see it? I listen to Christian music. Yes, I praise Jesus. And, but no, it's like, no. It's like, it just, yeah, it wasn't going well. But I, was just, I told my son, I was like, Look, that's not a way to evangelize to somebody. But here's the thing. We all know that. We all know that. We know what it feels like to have somebody come up to you like that. 
We don't want to go to do that to anybody else. But the question is, how do we evangelize the people? I think this is a beautiful way. And it's not a way of saying, and, and I think we have to be good at listening. I've been, my wife's looking at me like, okay, I'm making notes on this. <laughs> okay, babe, can you just go like this for just a second? All right. No, all right. <laughs> all right, let's just skip this part. No, we have to be good at listening. You know, when someone does, like, when, if you're just truthful, don't look at it as a way of, I'm good, people's going to think I'm complaining. Look at it as an opportunity that maybe that person does care, or maybe they are going through something very similar to what you're going through. Because when somebody realizes that, you know what, maybe your life isn't that great, and maybe they know you're a Christian, they're like, wow, really, you're, you're having a hard time? Yeah, I am. How about you? I mean, but, but, you know, I know God's with me. He's going to take care of us. It can open a door. Somebody says, you know, I hear that. I've heard that, but I don't know this God. And you have an opportunity to share. You have an opportunity to listen to them. These people might say, you know what? I am going through a hard time. I'm going through this. You know what? You don't have to sit there and go, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I thought I had it bad. But, yeah, you're, you're jacked up, dude. You, you don't have to do it. Just listen to them and do what Jesus did. Just love them. Pray with them. Say, you know what? I know a God that does love you, that does care about you. And you don't have to go through this alone. He loves you. And he does. He can take all this and make it something beautiful. And that's the one thing the enemy hates. He hates that. He can mess everything up all he wants. But ultimately, God is going to make good from it. He's got it. It's got to just burn him up. That was kind of a pun. <laughs> All right. If you guys want to stand, we're going to get ready to close. I, I know that I, I always hear myself, and so I'm thinking, like, like, oh, my gosh, Brian, you sound like you're just like, I get really louder when I get passionate about something. So I don't ever want anybody to feel like I'm like, bashing anybody down. It's just something that I get passionate about, especially when I really know that the Holy Spirit is really trying to show me something. And I feel like as soon as I post, put that out on Facebook, and I saw the responses, and I saw most of the responses are coming from brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm like, God, you need it. You want us to get this. You want us to get past ourselves. You want us to get past thinking about ourselves and what people are going to think about us and start thinking about how are they thinking about God? How can they think, how can this make them think about God? It's not about us anymore. If we're real, if we really are Christ followers, we have to think just like Jesus. It's not about us. It's about our Father. And showing other people that he loves them. And he cares for them. So I'm going to ask Chris to play this song. And I'm just going to open up the altar. You know, you know I, I'm like, yeah, the altar's opening. But let me tell you this. I want you guys all just to bow your head for a second. I want to ask you, if you're going through stuff right now and you're feeling alone, And you don't want to go through this anymore by yourself. You need your brothers and sisters to help you, to pray with you. I want you to lift your hand. I want eyes to see the world you love. 
want you to lift your hand and just say, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to go through this anymore by myself. I want to ask you to, as he plays this song, I'm going to open it up the altar. You guys come up here and just pray to God, whatever might be on your heart, whatever you're carrying, whatever struggles you're going through. If you need God's help, come and talk to him. There's people right next to you. I ask you guys to come up because I want you guys to be close to one another. I want you to look at the person next to you here in a second. I just want you to ask them, how are you doing? And I want you to be honest with each other. If you're doing good, that's awesome. If you're not, be truthful with each other. This is the place that we should feel safe. And then if I want to ask you, if someone tells you they're not doing good, you don't have to even ask them what's going on. I just want you guys to start praying for each other right there. That's what God wants us to do. So, Chris, if you can start that song over, let's go ahead and start that over and go ahead and you can turn it up. And I just want you guys just to reach out to the people next to you and just ask them. And let's just see what the Lord wants to do tonight. Thank you. Change our ways, oh help us change our 